Hi and welcome to Mark's Motivational Podcast uh, for a brand new season, season six. So today I'm delighted to be joined by another great author, uh, Dan- Daniel uh, Williamson, is that correct, Daniel? Yeah. Daniel Williamson, yeah. Yeah, cool. So um, you're very welcome onto the show. Thanks a lot for joining me. Cheers. Yeah, great to be here. Yeah, great. Do you want to start off the podcast? Do you want to tell the listeners a little bit about yourself and the books you've written would be great? You yeah, know, sure. you've got a lot of books published there yeah. <laughs> yeah i've been really busy last few years um so i'm a self-published children's picture book author um i i uh started writing about four years ago um i was doing script writing as kind of, of a hobby and then um at the time my mum had a, a montessori nursery so she had like 35 kids all two to five running around her garden all the time so i just thought why don't i transition into uh, children's picture books mm-hmm. um so I started writing a few stories uh you know just normal rhyming um rhyming stories uh, for young children and sending them to her and she would read them to the kids and she'd say oh yeah you know they they really love the stories you should really keep going with this so I sent them off to lots of publishers in London and they all rejected me <laughs> so at that point I was like thinking well I'm, I think I'm gonna have to self-publish basically um you know I was kind of I kind of knew that was the route I was gonna have to take and at the same time a friend of mine mentioned that she couldn't find uh, any picture books to help teach her daughter uh, Italian so I thought well that's interesting I'd, I'd already studied multiple um, foreign languages at school and I loved languages so I did some research and realized there wasn't really any books like that out there so I kind of decided at that point my inroad into self-publishing would be to create a story about a young boy who wants to learn a new language to make new friends and then I would be able to use one one story and one set of artwork um, to get lots more books out of it so I I launched that first series of six um, bilingual picture books in December 2019 Uh, and then they they took off they did really well so a few months later I did um, four more languages I did on four more of the most commonly spoken languages in the world and then after that 10 the sort of revenue from those uh, enabled me to sort of follow my true passion which is the rhyming picture books uh, some of the stories I'd previously sent my mum I was able to then start getting those um, drawn up and, and I just did seven of those in a row um, <laughs> and then I went back and did another bilingual series uh, which was released a, a couple of months ago so yeah I did managed to get to 27 books uh, in two and a half years, which has obviously been a lot of work and done very quickly. Well done. That's incredible. Really yeah. <laughs> brilliant. Yeah, absolutely brilliant. <laughs> and um, at what age group are they for? What age group are they for, Daniel? A different age so the, the bilingual books, they say uh, from for a, a story for ages three to six on them. Mm-hmm. However, uh, I, the main reason I put that on there is because a publisher told me that you need to sort of um have that to sort of really hone in on your sort of desired target market which is my core you know the ages that are my core market however i've heard of children as young as one and as old as nine ten um Mm. enjoying the the bilingual books because it really depends on the child and what stage they're at in their language learning whether they're just you know picking it up for the first time sometimes you know before they've even speak spoken english there's a bilingual parent who wants them to hear 
his or her mother or father tongue while they're you know reading stories to them at night so that's um, a handy thing and then my rhyming picture books I would say probably around sort of two to seven children once they get to sort of seven or eight they tend to think well I'm too grown up now to read a picture book they start reading proper chapter books you know so that's absolutely brilliant like I love the idea of different languages for kids because as you know, from one to seven, they're they're like sponges, like you know. So, um, mm. I'd like you to do is share the links as well to your books, so I can put them in the show notes for people to to pick up as well. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, Christmas is coming. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Brilliant. And have you always been a writer yourself? Where did the journey begin for yourself? No, no. I do you know what? I um, when my daughter was born, um. Eight, eight years ago I just decided I wanted to do something else I wanted to have something else yeah. that I could build uh, yeah. that she would enjoy um, but also something that, something that was mine that I could really sort of build on um, and sort of be proud of but also something that I could pass down to her uh, someday as well you know so and uh, that's why I kind of went into it and yeah I've gone into it sort of full steam ahead basically so yeah it's going good and really enjoying it still as well great stuff and um, where can people get your book and i know it's probably amazon can you can you get them in any bookshops as well have you have you ventured yeah. bookshops and libraries and stuff yeah so they're all on amazon at the moment and that's the main area where i sell them um they are online on like um waterstones barnes and noble kmart some other um uh you know outlets online but next year i'm going to be focusing on trying to get them into the physical stores more as well yeah, so yeah. especially like waterstones maybe wh smith's places like that i want to start putting, getting my books on the shelves you know but yeah for now most nearly all all sales uh, go through amazon at the moment great stuff and do you have a picture do you have a book to show people because this is going to be on on youtube as well for oh yeah oh, is it? okay <laughs> i didn't yeah. know that no cool sorry thanks yeah let me just get something hang on yeah sounds so, absolutely brilliant like well, uh, what a great idea yeah so here's just a couple of examples um this is probably one of my most uh popular rhyming picture books it's called t-rex twins the brothers with arms um, and that one, I, I like to try and um, get us kind of a message through in my books. Um, this one's about two T-Rex twins who, instead of being born with little claws, they're born with super long arms. So they look different. They feel different. You know, the other dinosaurs tease them a bit because they are different and they don't want to play with them necessarily at the start. Um, and then they kind of outcast them. And in their lowest moment, they invent the world's first hug called a dino hug to comfort each other. And then they go on to solve problems only dinosaurs with long arms can solve. And then they're very popular by the end of the story because all these other dinosaurs want one of these dino hugs. So that's a real good, like, feel good one that I always do when that's I do my free yeah. school visits. Um, this one's a good example as well. This one's called the Easter Rooster. So I've made the Easter Bunny the villain in this one. <laughs> just, to, <laughs> yeah, yeah. just to flip the script a bit and be a little bit different. Um, so in this one, the uh, every year the uh, Easter Bunny comes and steals the chickens' eggs, and the the rooster is like the, the defender of the coop. So he has to um, you know chase the bunny down and try and get the eggs back. So it's a kind of a real comical sort of Looney Tunes style one. Um, yeah. Which is nice to sort of, you know, do do something a bit different, I think. Um, so many books out, out there about, you know, the, the fluffy Easter bunny, and they're all very nice. Um, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I like to try and come at it from a different angle, really. And I'll just show you quickly my language books as well. Yeah, cool, yeah. So, hang on a sec. 
And what ones are the most popular yourself, Daniel? What ones have been the most popular for um for yourself? So the first series is my Look at Me I'm Learning series, um, which is all about the base learning the basics of a foreign language. So they've all just got like two two lines of text on each page. So this is an example, look at me, I'm learning Italian. Um my my most popular is funnily enough, look at me, I'm learning Brazilian Portuguese. And I can only assume that's because I have less competition in that in that area. But all the pages are like this, you know, just a couple of lines of text. And then you do things like learning to count to 10. And then, yeah, yeah, it's just a real nice, easy way and a fun way for young children to get into a um, another language or start to learn or take an interest. And then my follow up series is uh, this one. It's called Look at Me. I'm going to Germany. I'm going to to France. (laughs) This one's bilingual as well, mm. but it's a lot more about learning about the cultural differences um, and, um, you know, things like art, history, um, food, music, um, all things that you would want a child to learn, you know, just mm. to get a basic introduction to that country. Um, um, but it's bilingual as well. So it's just an, it just felt like a natural follow up um, to the series, you know. Jeez, that's brilliant. That's geez, that's absolutely brilliant. Like I'm looking for, <laughs> I must buy some of that myself because I've got a five year old. So oh, yeah, I, I can see, I can see. Um, like because that's what learning's all about is making it fun. So well done yeah. for that. Yeah, yeah, totally. That's what it was always about. That was the main thing that um I found when I did my research at the start when I was mm. looking into the bilingual books was that there was loads of bilingual books out there but they were all very boring looking textbooks and none of them seemed to be very endearing to young children at all, you know? So that's where I've, I decided at that point, I want all the, all the um, illustrations to be big and bright and colorful, lots of flowers and rainbows and butterflies and things like that, but also just have a very minimal amount of text. I didn't want the child to get bored uh, of reading the text and just to have a couple of lines to go through, look at the pictures and then move on to the next page. And they're all quite short as well. I think they're about 30 pages. So that yeah. might no, that makes good. perfect sense, like, you know, for for that, uh, that type of audience, for a young 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 audience like that. So that's great. Yeah. Um, uh, uh, does it take you long to write your books, uh, Daniel? Does it take you long to write them? I always get asked this question when I do my school visits. And I always say, yeah. fantastic question, <laughs> because yeah. it's really different for every book. Um. Yeah. I've got one book called The Bee That Made Jam, which is the first rhyming picture book I, I published. That one took me about an hour to write. Okay. That was super quick, really, really quick. I have a little bit of editing after that, and I was like, great, that's done. Um, but then there's other books that, you know, they take months and months and months. Yeah, you yeah, just course, can't yeah. quite get it right. You think, I've got to take that part out. I've got to put another part in. This yeah. rhyme isn't quite right, and you yeah. fiddle with it and edit it. Um, so it really varies and depends on the book and the you know the bilingual series they take a long time I really want to focus more on my rhyming picture books now because I do kind of enjoy them more that's really my more of my passion but the bilingual books a lot of editing you know um, obviously I do the story my artist does the artwork my designer puts it all together but you, you know the story it has to be checked checked and checked again um, yeah. by my translators and for every book I've had to have not one but two professional translators one to translate it and another one to check their work because mm. going to publication you can't afford to have any mistakes you know spelling grammar it all has to be 
absolutely perfect. Uh, yeah, so yeah. there's a lot of work involved. <laughs> there's a lot of work, yeah, Cheney, yeah. yeah. And uh, like no, it's good to kind of um comment on the on the artwork. It's absolutely brilliant. Like you know, um, mm. the, the design um, it's done a great job there. Mm. Yeah, I'm I'm really really happy with my artist. He's a really nice guy. I found him uh, putting an advert up on Upwork for my first bilingual series, yeah, and he did yeah. such a good job. I was like, I'm gonna, I think I'm gonna, you know, get let him do my my uh, my rhyming pitch bits. And then every time I, I sent him a story, he just came up with such great artwork. Well, um, you know, he never charged me too much. We have a great working relationship, so I've stuck with him and my designer for all 27 books. We've done them all together. Yeah, that's great. When you find somebody like that, let's go to. It's, it's a jackpot when you find somebody like that, isn't it? Totally, yeah. I did, you know, I tested the water here and there. You know, there's some people I couldn't keep on. Um, but because I found sort of a good team, I've been really happy to to just keep rolling stuff out with them. And I've got to the stage now where, you know, it's like my bilingual series, I can still keep introducing new languages because I've already got the, the book, the artwork, the template, the story, just needs translating. And then I can actually just give that to my designer to do which takes a workload off of my artist and frees him up to, to, you know, focus more on maybe like the rhyming picture books or something. So yeah, yeah. So it's quite a good system, works quite well. Yeah, no, absolutely brilliant, Daniel, absolutely brilliant, well done. And um, can I just ask as well, um, kind of, do you have a strategy when you're writing? Do you have a kind of a strategy you use, like, you know, a certain amount of words? I know like you've got short, when you take an hour, but just say the, the ones that take a bit longer, what, what would you have a kind of strategy that you'd like to share with people? So normally, uh, one of the most important things I say, especially to children when I do my school visits who maybe want to be a writer, is I say the most important thing is if you get an idea, just write it down. Even if it's just the title or an idea you want to happen in a book, you've got to write it down or put it in your phone or something because you can just revisit that and go back to it. You know, you might have, I've got a list of about 30 books I want to do in my yeah. in my phone. <laughs> um, but then, you know, one will... One or two you might just keep thinking about, thinking, yeah, I really want to do that one next. Mm-hmm. Um, like for me, I want to get do more school visits next year. I want to get into SEN, which is, you know, uh, children with special needs. Um, cool, yeah. um, and, that you know, there's a book I want to do, about, which is an anti-bullying book. So logically, that's the next one for me to do. But when I decide to write a book, I'll, I'll always just sit down and just draw a spider graph and just put the title in the middle and offshoots of, you know, the main character, um, who's going to be the, um, the, you know, the villain, um, you know, what obstacles are there going to be, blah, 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 and just get a real sort of rough picture in my head of what's going on. However, <laughs> this probably isn't the right way to do it, but I just kind of get so excited when I get enough that I just start writing. Um, but then even that process, I'll write a four, you know, most most of my um, pages are, are like four lines in rhyme, and very often I'll I'll, I'll cut out at least a third or more of those and just go and that's not good enough or it's not moving the story in the right direction so there's always yeah. loads of editing after mm. well that sounds brilliant yeah and i wish you all the best but the books are absolutely fabulous they're really really good and um yes. it, what kind of keeps you motivated as well daniel like in your writing because it, it's a motivational kind of podcast as well so um is there something that keeps you motivated when you're doing your children's books yeah, I mean, obviously, how much my daughter loves my books and the fact that they're dedicated to her, that's a big one. Yeah. Um, also, what I found really um, helps, because, I mean, I think as an author, it, it can be easy to to get a bit down sometimes if, like, your online sales aren't so great or, yeah. 
um you know you feel like you're i don't know not wasting your time but you feel like uh, maybe it's not going as well as you want it to it's not taking off as quick as you want it to um what i find uh, really helps is doing doing the free school visits i love doing those they're brilliant um, I mean, the children look at you like you're someone famous and I'm really not, but <laughs> but um, that's fantastic. And it's a lot of fun, but also getting out there and, and selling my books in person as well. So I do markets and I do um, shopping malls and things like that. And I always sign the books for, for people, anyone that wants to buy one, you know, the same price, but mm. it's just nice to sign them. And you get so many nice, positive comments off of yeah. parents and children mm. as well. But that you know, it's just a real, um, it's real great motivation for for the parents to be like, oh, this is so great what you're doing. You know, it's brilliant. Mm-hmm. Some of them are like, oh, have you got, the, have you not got this language, or have you not got that language? Or, <laughs> yeah. you know, I'm like, yeah, I'm trying. You know, it's on my list. But, you know, yeah. always got lots to do. But yeah, that that that's really um made a big difference over the last sort of year that I've been getting out there in person and and selling them and, and seeing all the nice positive comments and stuff. You know. Yeah, thankfully, thankfully you can do that again after COVID. Like COVID must have been a real struggle for you. Yeah, I wasn't actually sending in person um, yeah. pre-COVID anyway, and obviously I okay. couldn't during. But but what happened with me was I had a, another job as well. Mm. Um, I was published for six months, and then I took redundancy from my from my old job. Um, and then I had a year to really focus on my books, so I really used that time productively. Cool. You know. Yeah. And during that time, I, I wrote the majority of my rhyming picture books. I introduced new language ones. It was just so handy to have that time to really like use it productively and and be creative. And yeah, you know, I've got I've got to where I am now. Twenty seven books. Um, you know, I said to myself that hopefully if I get to a hundred books, then I should be able to retire. <laughs> <laughs> once I get there I should hopefully be enough and then that'll be all I do well I mean hopefully once you get to 50 that might be the case you know just mm-hmm. got to keep going because ultimately that's what I want to do I want to be a full-time author um don't want to work for someone else I just want to do what I love and what I enjoy and and you know keep on getting my books out there and and making people happy you know fair play that's brilliant yeah well said and um can I just ask you as well, like your favorite authors yourself? Do you have a like favorite authors that kind of inspire you as well, um, Daniel? Yeah, absolutely, Roald Dahl, without a doubt. Yeah, um, I read so many of his books when I was a child, and I just, I you know, I have actually been sort of likened to him by some journalists out there, um, because of my because my sort of fun wordplay. You know, I think that it doesn't really have to be rules. When you're being creative or or writing books, you know if you read yeah. Paul Dahl's books like The Twits or or books like that, he he just really plays on words so so well and makes up words when he wants to, um and it and it fits and works so well and, and it creates a, a sort of an extra sort of magical level I think, um to the books because you know when you when you're trying to come up with new stories that's great but if you can come up with new stories and new characters and then also use new folk uh, you know new vocabulary as well Mm -hmm. it just adds another level on top i think it makes it extra special so yeah no i agree 100 yeah yeah that's great and uh, do you have a favorite music as well what's your favorite music to listen to oh loads (laughs) so much stuff i mean i've been a drummer since i was 13 so i I love my live music Mm. you know i was into a lot of rock and you know red hot chili peppers and um, indie bands and stuff back then um I probably really I really like Muse now and Royal Blood, um, music like that. Um, 
love going out to live gigs but if i'm at home you know writing or relaxing you'll normally listen to like deep house or something just something that's quite repetitive and doesn't really go anywhere yeah. <laughs> to help me concentrate um but yeah well, i just love so much different music but i always love going to, to live gigs if i can for sure yeah that's an interesting point you said there like would you kind of listen to music in the background when you're writing do you ever do that yourself daniel yeah, sometimes it depends. Sometimes I just want silence. Sometimes I want something to keep me sort of motoring on. Like if I go to the gym, I need some sort of yeah. repetitive music. Yeah, big point. Um, I, I would say probably the best gig I've ever been to was uh, Stevie Wonder. I got to see Stevie Wonder live oh, yeah. Um, yeah. about five, six years ago. And that was, that was incredible. Yeah. That's a great gig. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, I love my soul funk of Motown a lot as well. Mm. No, it's great to be able to go back to gigs again, isn't it? Mm, yeah, yeah fantastic yeah. even just yeah. the local ones you know just go to mm -hmm. ones like down the road it's yeah. uh it's been sorely missed i think over the last yeah. couple of years for sure yeah are you in a band yourself you you're in a band no yourself? not at the moment no um i haven't played for about eight years but okay. i'm considering getting back into it yeah yeah that's <laughs> so, great yeah great, great stuff yeah no yeah. thanks a lot for coming on just uh, your favorite films as well i kind of asked the people that come on their favorite movies as well if that's okay yeah uh, yeah, of course. Yeah. So probably my favourite film of all time is Pulp Fiction, oh, just because yeah. I think it's just it it changed the whole way people made films mm. um, because of the fact that of the, the, the arrangement, you know, that was completely new. Um, but also just they just hit every um, they, they were just so great in every department, like, you mm. know, the script, the characters, the casting, the acting, the originality. It was just fantastic. And then I've got um, a favourite um, British film as well, which not everybody may have seen, actually. It's called The Boat That Rocked. I don't know if you've ever seen that. No, I've never seen that. But it's it's a kind of based on a true story about a pirate radio station that's on a boat. Um, I actually did hear of that. Yeah, I remember hearing yeah. that before, yeah. It's a really <laughs> good film. It's a British film with lots of great British actors in it. Bill Nye's in it. Um, okay. Yeah, that's a really, really good one to check out. Yeah, I must have a look at that. I haven't actually seen Pulp Fiction in years. I must check that out myself. Yeah. You put, that's why I like asking these questions because you get yeah. some <laughs> some great um, some great ideas. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah, great stuff. Yeah. And your your favorite place to travel? You like traveling yourself as well? You must have. I do, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm very lucky. I've been able. I've already traveled a lot of the world. I've been oh, to a lot, lot of places. Um, but my favorite has to be Brazil. Um, oh, wow, I just yeah. I've been there probably more than twenty times. I just love everything about it. Obviously, the weather's great. The beaches are fantastic. But yeah. also, the food's beautiful. You know, they have nice wine. Um, the music is fantastic. Um, yeah. But then most of all, the people. People are just so warm and friendly. Yeah, and yeah. always, like, really happy. They call it com, com alegria, which means with joy. Um, and, yeah, that's just a great place to visit. So I'm hopefully going back at the end of the year. Great, yeah. That's one, one, one for the bucket list for me as well. Yeah. yeah, yeah, do it. Yeah, you'll have to. You'll have to do. Have you done a book in Irish? Yeah, have you? Oh, yeah, to be, uh, I, I have haven't. To that. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't. No, I'll add it to my list. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can, a lot of my listeners will be uh, looking for one of them. I'd say. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> no, I really appreciate you coming on, uh, Daniel. It's great talking to you, and your uh, congratulations on your brilliant books. Cheers. Thanks so much. It's uh, it's been great coming on as well. Yeah, great stuff. Enjoyed it. And, Maybe one just one more thing, if you could kind of yeah. give um advice to 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 first time authors or people getting into writing, 
Uh, what yeah. advice would you give them to kind of keep themselves motivated? Sure. So um, I always say the, the best thing about self-publishing is that anyone can do it. Mm-hmm. And the worst thing about self-publishing is that anyone can do it. What I mean by that is it's completely accessible now. If you've got a great story in your head, you can really get it out there. You can get it out there for free as well. Um, if you know, if you if you're willing to teach yourself a little bit about formatting, you can totally do it 100 percent free. You just need to sit in front of the computer and write, and then you know you can upload your files to Amazon. Mm-hmm. Uh, they will distribute, they will publish, um, and they will do all the customer service for you, and then you get a cut. Uh, of every sale so the print on demand um, thing has really taken off now Mm -hmm. which is great because it means that the market decides basically you know um, you're not relying on some um, big um, boss at the top of a corporate publishing house to -hmm. say yes or publish your book you can do it yourself now so it's really really accessible you know so I would say totally go for it when I say that um, you know the worst thing about it is that anybody can do it is that uh, what I mean by that is that the market is becoming saturated because so many people are uploading books every day. Now. Yeah. So for anyone starting out, I would say um, you would I would advise to look into marketing about six months before you want to actually publish. You need to have a good understanding of the marketing side. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's becoming more important every day because there's so much more competition all the time you've got to find ways to help your book stand out so obviously social media is one side amazon ads facebook ads things like that you know it's important to to look into stuff like that um and there's a really good book um which isn't that um, big but it's really um, sort of accurate called how i sold Eighty Thousand books um that's a really good one to get a sort of rough idea about all the different things you would need to do so i'd recommend that yeah, that's brilliant. Thanks a lot for sharing that, everybody. That, that sounds like yeah, solid advice there. Thanks very much. No worries. Yeah. And make sure you send your links as well to the book. So um, I can yeah, share, them on, uh, share them out there. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I'll share best to share my Amazon author page and then yeah. uh, people can go into that and they can have a bit more information about the books and have a little look through and brilliant, uh, yeah. see if they want to get hold of one. <laughs> okay, so a big thank you for coming on the podcast, Daniel Williamson, everybody. Um, so um, big thanks everyone for tuning in today to the today's podcast, Mark's motivational podcast, Authors Tuesday. So all the best again, Daniel, with your sales of your book. book. Cheers, Mark. Thanks okay. so much thanks. for having me on. Cheers, and everybody. Best of luck with the podcast and everything else. Yeah. Thank you. Cool. <laughs>